You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Revenge After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Revenge After Show. Welcome, everybody. Bing is for doing, and we're here doing another Revenge Season 2, Episode 8, Revelations Episode. Yes. The winter finale. Oh, woo! We got some party music? No? Okay. We should, well, we have the Revenge theme song going, so <laughs> that's, that's right. party enough. That's alright. Um, <laughs> for those of you who are not watching currently, it is just Catherine Tulich and Phil Svitek tonight. Gabby, unfortunately, as you guys heard her from last episode, she was kind of sick, and now it's full-blown sick, and <laughs> fortunately, Anna couldn't be with us tonight, so we're here. We're here to celebrate the finale with champagne. With the champagne. Hey, unfortunately, we had we we had yeah, um, yeah. we had it divided for four people. That's right. And uh, now it only came down to two people. So, so pardon the slurs. So <laughs> no responsibility for, for tonight. That's right. All right, let's get to the quote. I know Gabby usually does this, and I know you guys love her when she reads it. But you know, let's go with me. For the righteous uh, revelation is a joyous event. The revelation of a divine truth. But for the wicked, revelation can be far more terrifying terrifying when dark secrets are exposed and sinners are punished for their trespass. That champagne is kicking in a bit, isn't it? (laughs) Plus, it's also my writing. (laughs) To be fair, it's the champagne, it's my writing. Um, Interesting quote. Obviously, um, you know, a lot of things came out. Uh, Last episode, the Thanksgiving episode, again, a flashback episode, but a lot of stuff tied in today and made more sense which exactly. was great yeah which is good because then we feel like that last week's episode wasn't just a filler it actually was setting up for today yeah which was great which yes. a lot of you guys uh you guys agreed with us um uh, mainly on youtube um about it being a filler episode but i'm glad it wasn't just that it, it, it gave us something more to talk about um all right in terms of revelations and sins Let's let's get right into the church with the christening. Well, it's very interesting that Revelations has such religious meaning, doesn't it? And we straight away went into something very religious, a christening. So I felt that was kind of had some meaning. When you're talking about evil and revelations, you think of the church. And there we had a church and a christening. Well, let me ask you this. I kind of made a joke of it. But, yeah. I mean, th- this kid, he's he's born as kind of an evil child. I mean, it's he's basically an abomination to a degree. He, he, I mean, he's a lie. He's a lie, and uh, you mean because he, you mean, well, you can't blame the child. But I can't I mean. <laughs> blame the child, but I can blame Emily. Yes. I, if, if there's anyone you could blame, it's Emily, and you can blame Amanda, yes. Yeah. And, and the victim is Jack and the baby. Victim is Jack and the baby, and he's also names the baby after his father, 
hasn't he? Carl, and he doesn't... Who is a victim. Who is a victim and also doesn't realise, I guess, you know, how that story's going to unfold as well. So this poor baby has a lot on his shoulders already for such a young thing. It does. Poor poor child. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, <laughs> just even it's, it's godparents alone. I mean, I don't know if they're the strongest, most... Uh, yeah. I'm trying to figure out the word. It's the champagne again. Uh, <laughs> you wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind having Emily as my godmother. She would kick ass. <laughs> well, from a finance, she would kick ass, and she would be financially uh, responsible. Sure. Yeah. But in terms of uh, like actually responsible, for lack of a better term, I don't know if, if Declan and Emily are the greatest role models. Especially, especially poor old Declan. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I felt like the most. Uh, important scene of this christening was the the long pensive looks that Emily was giving Jack and fake Amanda and the baby so which obviously Amanda had picked up on too that she's still craving either either she's craving Jack or she's craving just a normal life you know a a, a baby a, a husband is what did you get from that I I got the same thing and yeah. um you know I want to let's hold off on that for one mm. moment but the last thing i'll say is that it, to me this episode was all about if this was a revelation the revelation for emily was this is a full-time job mm. like this is not just a mission this is not just a task but it's a full-time job and this is my life yeah you know and as aiden aiden says like this is what we do you know it's not it, it's who we are and this is what we do and practically we'll do it for the rest of our lives and it's not just this it's not just the grace. Is this, you know, after the graces, there's going to be some there. But we'll get into that. Um, I want to, uh, and the reason why we'll get into that is because I want to focus on the murder, or quote, murder, because it's not an actual murder. Yeah. Um, so there, there, there's some hype going on, on the internet saying that it was Kenny who planted the idea of using the black book, which I think I don't, is, is very false. Because here's, here's, Here's the way I saw it, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And Catherine, you can you can uh, fight me on this, and internet, you can fight me on this as well, because clearly the internet is already fighting us five <laughs> minutes after the show. But um, Jack was looking at the black book that yeah. his his father left behind, and you know Kenny saw this, and he was like, "What are you doing? Oh, I'm inviting you know these guys. They were they they were very supportive of my dad's funeral, and they said, "Don't be a stranger." Yeah, and I think that implanted the idea to Kenny. But people are saying Kenny implanted the idea to Jack to use the black book. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I tend to actually agree with you. I think it was more that Jack was looking at people that was in his past and that he should invite to the christening. Yeah. Which yeah. is a smarter writing technique anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, I tend to agree with that. So, And then I think Kenny saw it as an opportunity. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how tragic was it that Duncan came in? I mean, if this baby was born only three weeks later or Duncan had come in three weeks earlier. I know. What timing. If only Duncan had come back earlier to warn Jack. By the way, I mean, there's a serious life lesson. Honestly, there really is. Um, Always do a background check on who you're going to do business with. Yeah. Well, this is my big thing tonight. I sort of think, I know Jack's not the, the brightest boy out there, let's face it. He's, he's a pretty face, but he's not the smartest guy out there. Why? You know, these guys come in as the Ryan brothers. Yeah, exactly. Why didn't he check their background, where they were from, and perhaps that they had a link with a past person? With Joe Ryan. Yeah. I mean, it's six, uh, I mean, to play devil's advocate, yeah. six years removed. Mm. Ryan is kind of a common name. I don't know in terms of the scale how common it is. I mean, certainly Smith is number one. 
yeah. in terms of the American um, culture. But, yeah, I mean, he should have done a little background check. I mean, if, if Orion comes snooping around and you know Orion from your past and you haven't really moved and it's on the docks, yeah, then... You know, yeah, there's but, a good chance. But again, he... he <laughs> I'm willing to let it slide because... Jack isn't the smartest. <laughs> Whereas here's here's here in terms of the meter, I think Daniel Daniel was below Jack. Yeah. And as season two has been progressing, Daniel's been getting smarter, mm-hmm. and Jack's been getting dumber. Dumber, definitely. You know, and, it, and it's an unfortunate thing. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm I believe it, but it's it's sad that he didn't think of it. Yeah. Ultimately, what it comes down to for me, um, and poor Duncan. I mean. You know, if if only his timing had been a little bit better. And he was trying to be secretive, but yeah. clearly the, the Ryans have no shame. Yeah. Although I, I do have a problem with the way the Ryans are portrayed. They are little cliche bad guys, you know, the misty doc and they, they're coming in, you know. I mean, it's like how many films have we seen like this, you know, where he's like... I just find the Ryan brothers are... Um, I mean, I'm definitely more interested in this storyline now. I think they've given it a lot more substance now. But the two guys playing the Ryans, no offence to the actors, are just playing in a little, like, cliche heavy man. Don't you find that there's just not a lot going on there other than... I mean, I think partly it's because we have to spend so much time on these different things. And so, I mean, if there's an A storyline and B storyline, this is probably the E storyline. Yeah. And so you kind of have to make a cliche in order to get the point across in a fast way. It would, which brings up a nice point. Um, you know, we were kind of knocking the storyline early on, and if this was a movie, we're probably at only like minute twenty four, thirty. Mm-hmm. So we should have a little bit more faith. That's what I've come to realize, especially with revenge. Like these yeah. things will fill up. What, what did you think of the reveal in terms of um, now that he knows that they're incognito and how he's going to kind of deal with the situation? Well. Are we talking about sort of even the ending here where he yeah, goes we to the talk, boat? Yeah, yeah we okay. can talk about the ending. Well, I mean, he obviously goes to find the gun. Now, yeah. is this the gun that obviously was hidden on the boat? Yeah, because it was all wrapped yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he, he didn't tell uh, Amanda. Yeah. He's, I mean, I guess... Um, I guess so now Declan, he's keeping secrets from Amanda. Yes, and Declan kind of knows. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's safe to say he knows. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, obviously the gun that he's found, we don't know whether that gun's going to be used again, what's going to happen with the gun, but obviously now he realises that this gun was hidden on the boat, the one that killed Joe Ryan. Let me ask you that. But, you know, this is, and we we talked about this last week, and I'm still, um, you know, we mentioned last week, did the boys know that their father was killed? But sounds like tonight, when they were sort of questioning Duncan, that they actually did not know the, what happened to their father because they said he just disappeared. So yeah. are we assuming they only really found out tonight that they now suspect that Joe killed him? I, kn- I think they always knew that Joe was a bad guy, yeah. but they thought all of that was a coincidence. Right. Um, let me ask you this, um, if I may, as a final thought before we kind of move on. Is, is Jack going to be defensive or is he going to be offensive? about this. Well, that's interesting. I'm not sure actually. Do you think do you think Jack would go after them or do you think he's just found the gun to sort of figure out the story, be the on his act, guard? The act of usually when you when you go to that I mean, it indicates to me that he's going to be offensive. No. Because he I mean it it seems like he would have to be. Yeah. Be I don't know. I th- yeah. I think 
I'm going to go offensive. Yeah, and there's this storyline again that's been alluded out there by even uh, Gabriel Mann that there is something going on with the boat and someone's going to die on this boat. But I didn't see any evidence of that, again of Not that tonight. tonight. So I presume that's coming up. So you might be right about the offensive that maybe he invites the Ryan's on the boat or something happens on the boat, but it sounds like something's going to happen on that boat going by kind of the rumors out there. And I think, I think too, he wouldn't have lied otherwise. I mean, he, he could have, but I think, I think everything indicates by his actions, lying to the Ryan's of like, uh, Duncan. Yeah. Luckily he survived. So he's kind of taking a jab at it, but then, you know, he's saying like, I didn't, he didn't say anything, you know, he was just stabbed from behind and he didn't know what happened. Um, so I think he's leading them down a path. Yeah. So that's what that indicates to me. So luckily the storyline is going somewhere, and I I have a little bit. I've always had trust in the writers, but now thankfully with the storyline, I trust them a lot more. This was the only storyline I was. Nah. Yeah. And just to finish off on the christening thing, let's not forget there was the scene with um, Charlotte saying that you know my role model of parents is so bad. So it's not, she was kind of com- uh, commending the parents of her niece which is not really her yeah. niece <laughs> that, oh that's right yeah yes. yeah I, I mean I remembered but then I was like wait she's not yeah that was kind of the only really moment we had with Charlotte tonight right wasn't it yeah we didn't really see Charlotte in a little no, bit that was kind of her only scene basically tonight as well yeah uh, so speaking of <gasps> no Sorry, I was just going to say, I don't know if we should talk about that later, but also with the christening, we have the scene, obviously, with Amanda talking to Emily, but do you want to talk about we'll that? We'll talk about that a little bit later, okay, yeah. Sure. Um, let's talk about exotic women, <laughs> because that's what we love to talk about. Um, Salvador Gorbe. Um, I, I think that would start it off, this episode, really. I mean, essentially, this is where we start off at the shooting range. Um, Victoria's there. Ashley's there. Daniel's there. Aiden's there. Nolan's there. Victoria's there. Conrad's there. no one got shot. No one got shot. What? What's going on? (laughs) No one got shot. Uh, Fortunately, we don't know how good a shot Jack is. That might have been an indicator. Yes. Of whether or not he was going to go offensive or defensive. But um, apparently everything lies with this guy in terms of the vote, whether or not Conrad's going to get this or um, Daniel's going to get this. And uh, a lot of it went into play here. You know, everything that was kind of set up started really here, the core of it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I didn't, you know, I joked about it when, when they set up the exotic women. He likes exotic women. I thought, poor Ashley, we knew, we knew right, both of us kind of said, yep, here we go again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it was interesting, um, uh, again, to, to give credit to the flashback episode, um, I didn't really think that Ashley would go 360, you know, ending up where she basically began as... Yes, not much not much more than where she started as a prostitute. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's unfortunate to say, but we all kind of end up where we're supposed to, you know? And she thought that was, initially, six years ago, that was the only choice that she had. Mm-hmm. And now, six years later, when she kind of has a good life, a decent life, and can go down certain paths, that that's what she chooses. Yeah. Really doesn't say much about her. Right. But she's still, I mean, she uses still sex to manipulate and gain power. I mean, that's what she, but maybe she's not as smart at it as Victoria has been, obviously. I mean, Ashley is sort of someone that thinks she's gaining power, thinks she's using the right men. Uh, whether it be Conrad, whether it be Daniel, 
but inevitably, I don't think she, or even going way back with Tyler, um, I don't think she's really that, she's not smart enough to utilise it well enough or smart enough to see where, um, to really have power, if you know what I mean? Like yeah. she's letting, she, she, her power gets undermined because she's not, I don't think she's smart enough to really know how to use it that well. She thinks she does, but she doesn't. Well, you, you called her an opportunist. Yeah. Would you like to change that description for her? <laughs> And I don't mean it in, like, would you like to call her a whore? No, I don't mean that. But yeah. uh, an opportunist, I think, knows where they're going. Mm. And I don't think Ashley has, she thinks she has an end goal, but she really doesn't. Yeah. I mean, what is the end goal? To sleep to well, where? You're right. If, cause, if and, that is the goal. And that actually brings up that scene with Victoria where I think Ash is actually looking in the mirror and she said, I used to mm. picture myself too. And Victoria yeah. oh, actually almost says, I used to. She did the whole obvious creative visualization thing she's talking about where I actually planned where I'd be in a year. I'd plan where I was in two years. So she said something to the All the way down that, to five years. Yeah, she had something to that effect of saying to Ashley that I knew exactly where I was going and it led here with, for good or bad, but she got what she wanted. So I think you're right. Ashley probably doesn't really have a five year plan yeah and and i think you know that's yeah. a good comparison between yeah. victoria and ashley yeah. is that exact fact mm. um all right let's talk about ashley and conrad and yes. what that i mean uh when obviously it came into question when they actually hooked up and that was conrad's biggest defense against yeah. victoria and we never it was never Obviously, we always guessed that they hooked up, but I don't think it was ever stated they hooked up before. I mean, there was always it kind was, of innuendos and it was looks. Cl- and, it was but, as clearly stated yeah, without stating, stating it. it. Yes, yeah. You know, I mean, down to the first episode, we said it. Yeah. You know, when they're on the boat and Conrad says to Daniel, like, um, I've going back now, I can't. Re- but it was like, you know, what makes you think that she's not? Whatever it is. Yeah, I know. Go, so go many. see the episode. It's a great episode. That's what I'll say. It's my defense. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this is the first time we, I guess, had evidence that it actually happened, I suppose, is what you can say. Yeah. <laughs> that was certainly that evidence. It. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it, it got blasted out to them. I'm surprised it didn't get blasted more t- to more people. I mean, I, I, I thought, you know, usually it gets out to more people. This time it only went to Victoria. Yeah. And ironically. was that ultimately a smart move by Emily? Because giving it to Victoria gave Victoria at that point which she thought didn't play her way, but gave her another way to play, Ashley, which I don't think Emily counted on, really, did she, to sort of get, because they're trying to vie for Daniel, the, the vote of the board. Yeah. Um, so, but uh, Victoria, as always she does, takes a negative situation and turns it to her advantage. So they had a way to blackmail Ashley. Yeah. Which I don't know if Emily counted on that move. I mean, she did a great, beautiful counter move later. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I think it just goes to show how fast yeah. both women are getting at these decision-making. Mm. And ironically, it also shows the strength of Conrad and Victoria. Yeah. You know, they, they had a really nice scene of like, hey, who do you think this is? Oh, the initiative. Why? Because they have this motive. And um, it was a really great scene from, you know, when we first got introduced to Salvador of like, hello, Victoria. Mm. Um, you know, so it really played nicely all these different hints throughout the episode to, to yeah. i mean i i i really do for better or worse con you know and and their near-death experience has really brought conrad and victoria better i know together they are yeah and i mean even when she's confronted with his infidelity ultimately she has to realize that she ha- they have to stay united because they have a bigger cause together with uh, against the initiative and protecting daniel yeah yeah 
So Ashley goes to <laughs> Corbet's. <laughs> the- In the bathrobe. I love that. The big bathrobes. That was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you know, and, and we can compare this and hopefully you guys kind of get this reference. Yeah. But Joan, Stephen, hit the spoiler real fast. Stephen, are you sleeping there? Yeah, yeah. hello. <laughs> Stephen loves to hit buttons, and the one time I call for it, he's asleep. I almost played the revenge theme again. I was like, what? Wait, what? All right. So uh, for those of you who haven't been caught up with Mad Men, um, one of the characters, she's... How do I say this delicately? How would you say it delicately? I can't think of a delicate way. <laughs> Afterbuzz. What are we what? doing? It's Afterbuzz. Did, did, did I give you any champagne in there? All right. I think he must have taken the rest of the bottle without us knowing. I, th- I think so. That's why the bottle's gone. Uh, so one of the characters, they basically, uh, in order to gain a company, yeah. they use a woman to sleep with the CEO or whatever top guy, mm. and she does. Yeah. And that's what Ashley essentially becomes. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Thank yeah, you. She, they haul her out. <laughs> yes. Um, in that episode, it was a lot more... Uh, romanticized for lack of a better word yeah true um this i mean ashley's they just depicted ashley as what she is yeah opportunist slash whore yeah well she didn't really have much choice in this either it's not like she's gone after salvador because she thinks it's going to gain her any personal gain other than the fact that she's being blackmailed to do it in a way but she could have here's the thing she could have fallen on her sword and she could have i mean if you really think about it you think she could have chosen not to do it? The, the, the same yeah. way that the initiative gave Conrad yeah. a choice, yeah. but they were like, it's a choice. I mean, yeah. think about it. It's a choice that you might not be willing to make. Mm. She had a choice. She could have fallen on her sword, told Daniel, and then let him make the decision about yeah. what the ultimate truth is. And especially if, as Conrad was saying, like, hey, this, was, this happened before Daniel and her were going out, blah, blah. Right. Then she could have taken her chances. Yeah. But she didn't. No. So... Um, and then I love how Aiden, here's what I don't like. Ashley did win in the, in the sense that Aiden didn't gain Daniel's trust. And that what, that was what this whole kind of plan was supposed to be was Aiden gaining, uh, Daniel's trust of him telling him, Hey, where's Ashley? Yeah. Oh, Ashley's about to go sleep with this guy. So Daniel. So why didn't he gain Daniel's trust? (coughs) He's still got, he's got a problem with Aiden, hasn't he? I think. Other than the fact that he's dating Emily. I think Daniel's learning this. Trust no one. Trust no one, yes. Yes. Manipulate everyone, trust it's no, no one. one. Yeah. And that's that's what he's doing. And unfortunately, the one person that he trusts the most is probably Emily. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the one he should trust the least. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, that's, that's what it essentially comes down to. Yeah. You know, as they're shaking hands, he's like, hey, I didn't just buy, I didn't just gain no corp. I also mm. gained your, your trust. Um because remember, I could expose this court um, to the public. And then, you know, his smile to Emily, that really just shows she's the woman that she, he likes. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately. And keeps her photos on his computer. <laughs> yes, yes. And deletes. <laughs> deletes Ashley. Gone. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's going to come back in a big way. Um, I thought Daniel would play, I mean, he obviously played a huge role tonight, but in terms of Nolan and that direct relationship, you know, there, was, there wasn't a lot that happened. I mean, it certainly bringing back Marco was huge, mm. but in terms of them reacting, it wasn't as big as I thought it would be. 
What the? Do you mean the? I where? Well, they they had their meeting, right? Daniel brings in. um, Oh, you mean the moment where Marco and Nolan met? Yes. Right. You felt should have been. I felt, I felt that, that could have been bigger, but I felt Daniel would have been the one to make it bigger. But essentially, it was just a quick thing, and that was it. I don't know. What do you mean by bigger? You mean isn't? Um. Yeah. I feel like Daniel should have gloated a little bit more. But well, I guess he doesn't really know their whole story that they were lovers and that. No, so. he doesn't. He doesn't know that story. But yeah. um, I mean, I guess ultimately Daniel's just yeah. The good thing about that is that Daniel's on just clear headed on the fast track of I want the company. I want to be a CEO, yeah. and I don't care how I get it. And so he's not into the gloating and things like that, which yeah. Conrad would have been, I guess. So what do you think Daniel is just after power now? Do you think that's or does he is he seeking some kind of payback to his parents or do you think he's just blindly going after power now? Well, according to his parents he's just after blind ambition. Yeah. Which is what I guess they were. Mm. Um But it's I, also something to kind of show, you know, because he's always had, obviously had these very dysfunctional parents. Uh do you think it's also somehow proving that he can outdo them and that there's something to it as, as well as, I mean, there's something there as well, not just. Yeah. I mean, I think, I, I mean, certainly, yeah. you know, Freud would argue. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you know, he's, he, if there's anything he's trying, I, I guess the big thing that they always throw around is truth. Mm. If anything, I guess he's after the truth in some sort of way. And he right. feels by having control slash the most control he can, he's going to, be the closest to truth that he can be and that he probably thinks that he more deserves that position because he hasn't done any wrong so far if you know what i mean like he's not he probably oh, doesn't that's, see that's himself debatable. Yeah, i know but i don't think he sees himself as being as bad as his father so i think maybe he thinks that somehow he deserves that role more or something i don't know and there's that scene obviously emily because she was trying to support him at the um at the shooting range was saying you know i'd rather have someone that doesn't have any scandal associated yeah. with with the company so he would be a better face for the company yeah, yeah. which i guess that's when you know he knew that emily was the one for him oh. again oh, especially in that lovely role <laughs> i know shooting i love that i'm um, just as a side the the whole fashion in that uh, shooting range was so different for everyone wasn't it with um victoria in her white pants and uh, you know it was just such a different fashion look for all of them but Still very upper crust, but <laughs> it was an interesting yeah. thing. If you really break it down, uh, Daniel got blindsided by Emily. Yeah, which well, he, she, as, she, symbolically, symbolically, she took the shot. And yes, and and he didn't know. Yeah, he didn't see her there. He didn't. Yeah. You know, he wasn't expecting it, and that's very symbolic of their relationship. Yeah. I think also she's she's playing that card constantly, isn't she? To sort of be there, he, she she's never really out of his sight much, is she? Even though she is with Aiden, but she's constantly around Daniel, so he's constantly reminded about her, constantly sort of seeking her would approval Aiden, in a way. Or? Would Aiden allow her to date Daniel if it meant? That's a good question. Will yes, if it meant getting revenge, yes. whatever that means yeah. at this point. Mm. Well, it looks like there is some, we can talk about their predictions, but it looks like there are some hints that that might be leading that way. Yes. Um, Let's talk about Marco, Padma, and Nolan and dissect that um, because that was pretty juicy. And can we just say that thank you for uh, doing a little dress-up like Nolan tonight? Yes, I I, I love uh, that. For those of you who don't... (laughs) 
I have I have a yellow shirt, collar up, one button buttoned. Love it. Love top it. button unbuttoned. Yeah, yes. Um, so very Nolan esque. Oh, behave. Oh, I won't. <laughs> Um, yes, because I was going to dress up like Daniel, and then I realized I, Daniel, while he's a good-looking man, mm. he's not the brightest bulb in the, in the shed, mm. and plus, all of you girls love Nolan, so I figured, why not? Why exactly. not be the guy everyone loves? Yeah! Yes. Um, <laughs> speaking of love, this is an interesting love triangle. Is it a triangle? Do you think it is going to... I mean, it is now. I mean... Well, it's a past, a past, but past not a lover love triangle, but with a current lover. Yeah, and you know it could have gone the way of you know he could have dismissed Marco, mm. but now interesting the conversation that I they had at the bar. Marco realized the biggest mistake was after he left Norcorp, he couldn't find another job. Yeah, and now he's now Nolan's getting him a job, so that he's going to be in the company. So we are going to see more of Marco. We are. Mm. And the, the strong alliance or just a recipe for disaster? But is it also he's got to keep... Well, Marco knows a little bit too much about that money and where it was supposed to go, right? So there is a So keep your friends close, your enemies closer? closer? Yeah, because he stupidly told him about Amanda Clark all that way back when, right? Which we did see in that um, flashback. Oh. We have a love triangle there. Aww. Thank you, Stephen. That's so beautiful. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what a love triangle looks like, check it out. Yeah. Um, it looks like a triangle, by the way. Yes. If you're curious. Um, where was I? Uh, I was saying that he told Marco about where the money went. Yes. That, that and then, 500 million. So Marco thinks it should have gone to Amanda Clark, which he has not revealed. That where the, the, you know, but... Nolan knows that Marco knows, so he's got to protect that, right? Yeah. Um, which leads to the question, does Nolan tell Emily, hey, be prepared for this? Yeah. Well, Marco doesn't know who the real uh, Amanda is, so that's, he why doesn't, made, that's why he's making that comment. That he doesn't think she even got the money. That, well, that, I know that, but does he tell Emily so that Emily tells Amanda, so that way Amanda's prepped and says, hey, I have the money. Yes, exactly. <laughs> But, it's all in Swiss bank accounts, don't worry. Yeah. So <laughs> I had to I, pretend I wasn't rich. That's right, in order to gain Jack's love. <laughs> yes, exactly. And take over this bar. Yes, that's right. That could be a story. It's all part of the plan. That's right. Um, I mean, <laughs> it's got. I, I'm interested to see where this is going. Padma is not happy about this, I will no. say. Padma is not happy. Yeah. Um, and she apologized tonight for um, kind of getting him into trouble with the company, right? So, yeah, I still, I'm still, I'm still haven't decided about Padma whether she's totally on Nolan's side or she has some other agenda. But going by tonight, she looks like she was on Nolan's side. She looks like she's on Nolan's yeah. side, but he's taken it a step further. Yeah, because a he's now hiring Marco. B, um, there's a plan that she doesn't know about, and he's like, "Hey, you always gotta stick it." Um, I'm going to paraphrase, but basically stick it to your opponent as hard as he stuck it to you. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if she's down for that cause. Mm. So exactly. we'll find out where Padma ultimately lies. I mean, it's, I mean, just like Emily pushed Nolan all these years, he's now going to push Padma to see how far she can go. Yeah. And, and also don't forget, no, I don't know if this, was this... 
revealed tonight when Nolan said to Emily, actually it was in the beginning, that he had some other plan, right? Remember he was saying that? Yeah. And he said, how do you like that? You know, basically I've got something I'm hiding from you. Uh, do you think that was... Do you think there's something else going on? Uh, he's, got, he's obviously got some plans to arrest, get Nolan, get his company back, or to take Grayson down with it. Or he's got some agenda thinking that he's planning, isn't he? Because now Grayson has fifty-one percent. I think he had an agenda. Yeah. And he had to readjust it. I mean, his okay. facial expression—he was really mad when he. I mean, he did not expect Marco. Mm-hmm. And as you know, Aiden, um, Nolan, and Emily were all kind of together in Emily's house. You know, uh, they all got burned the day before. And so now they've all had to readjust their plans accordingly. Right. And Nolan was one of those people. Right. So I think he has a new plan, but it certainly wasn't his original plan. Okay. So, um, All right, let's talk about Aiden and Emily. And this was the episode for me that was a revelation. And yes, uh, don't pardon the pun. Uh, that... Emily is really, this is a full, this is her job for the rest of her life. Mm. And when she gets done with the Graysons, then she's just going to move on to somebody else. Or she's You don't be- think she'll ever reveal that she's really Amanda Clark and live just as Amanda Clark? But then who, then... This is presuming the show finishes because, I mean, what would she do then, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, okay, so she reveals, then how many people are going to come after her? I mean, there's no true win you know because then the initiative could come after her daniel could come after you know think of all the people that could come after her right um amanda could be upset because then guess what if amanda's leading a normal life then by emily coming out and saying i'm really amanda then that's gonna ruin amanda's life yeah so there's no winner here Mm. and so everyone's lives is at stake and this is you know there's no winning yeah um so ultimately, it's just, as we discussed last episode, it's, well, as the show has always been, it's infinity times infinity, right? It's always going circular. In the last episode, you know, uh, through Daniel's poem, it's all circular in order to keep what we have always kind of wanted or had or whatever. Uh, I forget the poem exactly. Yeah. So it's all just circular, mm. essentially. Yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, it also kind of shows, we're talking about it also shows, um, I think, the, the kind of deep connection that Aiden has and, and Emily have because he really does know, out of all her men, yeah. um, whether it be Jack or Daniel, he really is the only man that really knows who she really is and what she really is. Yeah. So in terms of that, the connection they have now, you can see that it's it's very strong. And she, uh, you know, he, he says, like, we're going to ask... Um, you know, can we ever have a normal life? And she says, no. Can we have happiness? Yes. And so with with Aiden, I think she can. Mm. And um, ironically, you know, every kind of decision last season worried about the um, the fate of Jack. Now, not so much. She's kind of, yeah. You know, she cares for Jack. So you don't think the pensive look at the christening was longing for Jack? It was more just longing for a normal life. It was longing for Jack. But yeah. then why is the Ryan's in his life? Mm. You know, I don't think Amanda would ever let that happen. Or Emily, I'm sorry. Emily would have let that happen in season one. Right. You know? So you mean she's not kind of, she's not taking care of him. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. Okay. She cares, but she's not taking, taking care, care of him. Taking care of him. Yes. She's kind of let that go. She's kind of let that run. Yeah. yeah. And fall may, where it may, okay. so to speak. I don't know. 
Yeah, bottom of the ocean. We keep hearing. <laughs> and I, ironically, I liked how um, I liked how uh, Aiden was like. You know, what, what, what's your thing towards Jack? Oh, just the just the thing from the past. Mm. She said something about it was possibly going somewhere, but it just wasn't meant to be. I yeah. think she says that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But her and Aiden, man, I guess I'm, I'm liking them. Mm. Um, let's uh, before we move on, let's. Where is this quote? The ending quote. The only thing I'm addicted to right now is winning, you know? I know you are. <laughs> um, who said that, by the way, Stephen? Who is that? Is that Charlie Sheen? <laughs> yeah, Charlie Sheen. All right, there you go. <laughs> Charlie Sheen's going to have the ultimate revenge. Um, My success rate is 100%. All right, here we go. Wait, where is this quote? Where did I write? Wait, did you write this down? The quote? Oh, but it was like the quote that was like... The five. ending quote. So like, well, you started writing it, and then I think I finished uh, it. All right. <laughs> Revelations <laughs> can help us accept the thing we need the most. Yes. Expose the secrets we so disapprove. We so <laughs> We're just as bad, right? <laughs> to hide and illuminate danger all around us. Oh, danger. And then you have the rest. Uh, which was... <laughs> I mean, by the way, for those of you watching, I mean, Catherine, I if, if, you can honest, ever. <laughs> if you can honestly read that, you are a saint. Well, can you read that? <laughs> We're passing notes, guys. <laughs> it can help us accept the things we need the most, expose the secrets we so desperately try to hide and illuminate. illuminate danger all around us. That's pretty good. Okay, all right. But, but none that... No, no, no. That, something that, else. That, those are just notes. <laughs> no, that's better than mine. Look at my All right, what do we got here? Maybe I can read yours. Oh, you cannot read that. Just pass it. There we go. <laughs> all right, Stephen, play some music while I do this. Uh, and... Uh... <laughs> you haven't got a hope. <laughs> oh, and... Uh... I can't even read my own writing. Danger all around us, the way somewhere in between. Something about evil. (laughs) And then ultimately someone will destroy us, and that's when they come to the initiative, where the initiative is about to take a vote. Yes. Um, So all in all, a very good season finale. We apologize that Gabby and Anna couldn't be here. We apologize for the champagne that could be here. Uh, With that, let's get into some news and gossip. (laughs) After Buzz TV News. All right, so uh, Catherine... I mean, Jesus, talk about talk about why you want to follow her on Twitter. Thank you. <laughs> because, uh, at Catherine Tulich, by the way, she had a chance to meet all of these guys. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and then some, because she was at the... Uh, what was it? It was the Golden okay. Globes what? Uh, it's kind of the Golden Globes kickoff event. Uh, kickoff for the the season, you know, we're into award season now. There's four, Amanda. I mean, I'm getting a side view of her. She's showing... She was like, she was barely in that dress, can I just say. Was she in character as a stripper? (laughs) I think she might have been. But this is basically the Golden Globes install party to announce Miss Golden Globes, and it's also celebrating young Hollywood. So basically, Miss Golden Globes this year is Francesca Eastwood, which people might know from Mrs. Eastwood and Company, the reality show that she did with her mother. So Francesca Eastwood is Miss Golden Globes, and then basically everyone was at this party. Uh, you know, from Homeland people, the sort of the younger, the younger cast members. You know, from a lot okay. of shows, and a lot of revenge people turned up. 
Margarita turned up. Uh, the the gorgeous. There you go. Oh, isn't he beautiful? <laughs> he's also forty, but I mean, I here's know. the thing. for forty year old guy. He's he's. We're talking about Gabriel Mann, of course. Yes. Um, and we'll post these onto Facebook.com slash AfterBuzzTV. And then uh, you probably have them on your Twitter, too, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, I put them on my Instagram and Twitter, yes. There I you do. go. Catherine um, Tulich again. Yeah. So uh, that's Gabriel Man. Oh, there's Gabriel Man with I Catherine Tulich. At party. Look at Chaconis. It was He's a, a tall guy. He is. He had to lean down. Well, not that I'm very tall. Uh, <laughs> but Krista B. Allen was also there and also Ashley, our favorite. But uh, they left kind of early. Gabrielle and Margarita def- are definitely the party animals from Revenge because they stayed till quite late, especially Margarita. She was she was partying till pretty late. She, I think, I even left before her, which is saying something. There she is. That is, that is, a, that, dress. That is a revealing dress. Yes, exactly. That is Stephen approved. <laughs> that is. Uh, when, when do we get her on the show? I know exactly. <laughs> All right. But I um, told Gabriel about our AfterBuzz TV, and he said fantastic, and he said to tweet him, so we'll try. But we, I mean, yeah. Gabriel, no offense, on, we've tweeted Gabriel. you 8,000 times, I buddy. I yeah. even dressed up like you. Exactly, I have, come on. I have pictures here at AfterBuzz yeah. with lipstick from women <laughs> on it, Okay. Gabriel Mann, if you're listening, or yes. fans, just tweet Gabriel Mann. We all tweet him. Tell that's him to tweet. Every, everyone just blast him with tweets. Gabriel Mann. That's A-M-A-N-N. Underscore. At Gabriel underscore man. Okay. And yeah. man is spelled M-A-N-N. Yes. Two N's. So let him know that he's got to get his booty to After Buzz. Exactly. <laughs> because, Yes. He will make a lot of women's dreams yes, come true. And can I just say he's just as gorgeous in real life? Oh, yes, oh, he really is. No, 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 always are. You know, but he's pretty sexy. Um, and then the rest of the news for this week was all kind of leading up to the finale. So obviously we won't recap that because yeah. that's just a recap of what we recapped. Um, so with that, let's get to predictions. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. All right, so our next episode is in January. Yes. Um, uh, I'm surprised we actually did get a teaser. I know. Usually yeah. they don't. Yeah. But uh, ultimately, where do we think we're headed? Well, I think probably one of the uh, the biggest things that um, is going to happen, and actually, you know, I'm just going back to my Madeline Stowe interview that I did a few months ago. She said that um, Victoria and uh, Emily will form an alliance and it looks like definitely by the end of this episode uh there is going to be some kind of alliance going on obviously to help daniel or but now victoria is coming to emily with something right i mean there's you know and emily said this is on her part leverage but i think we're going to see a lot more of them together doing something i'm not sure what ironically we're only uh we're only on episode nine yeah so we're kind of what only about how many more have we got got i I think the last season we got 22 so, because when it comes back in January, I presume it'll go through to May. So, unless they take another break. So, yeah, so yeah. we're not even halfway through. So, we've got a lot to do, a lot more happening. Yeah. And I keep wondering whether the mummies will come back. Any of the mummies? <laughs> yeah. Well, a car, I think, has come back. Yeah. Um, oh. Uh, and also, there was also some talk out there about Ashley's mother. I don't know whether that's going to happen, but someone was talking about it. Though I'm even surprised Ashley's still there. How come she wasn't booted out in the rain or something by the end of the show? Yeah, yeah, we, we, we joked about that. Yeah. By the way, thank you, Stephen, yeah. for reminding me to do my reads um, real fast. Um, uh, thank you, guys. By the way, you guys corrected us. We actually have seen Conrad's father 
um, in past episodes in season one. So it's not the first time we're going to see him because he will be in a future episode. So I predict that. Um, Real quick, thank you guys for rating, commenting on both iTunes and YouTube. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, We encourage you guys to do it um, continually. And uh, more importantly, let your friends know. You know, not and not only does it help the show, especially if the friend is not a fan of revenge, get them to be a fan of revenge. Then get them to be a fan of our show. That helps both parties. Exactly. And it, after all, it is the season to give. Speaking of gifts, you probably like most of us are shopping on Amazon.com. So next time you make your Amazon purchase, go through AfterBuzzTV.com first. You will see an Amazon banner. Click through that banner. Is it an extra cost to you? No, it is not. And you get the item that you wished for, um, and we get a percentage. So that Holy way, hole in a donut. I know it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> we, it is the it is the season to give and give. Uh, we shall to you, and you shall to us. So, until 2013. Oh, oh my God! Not that far away. This is Phil Svitek and Catherine Tulich signing off. You can find Catherine Tulich at, at Catherine Tulich, K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E-T-U-L-I-C-H on Instagram and Twitter. That's right. And you can find Gabrielle at Gabrielle, is it underscore, Loren, L-O-R-E-N. Yes. And uh, Anna Koppel, that's uh, Koppel for Mayor. K-O-P-P-L for M-A-Y-O-R. Four is spelled F-O-R, <laughs> not four as in the number. I F-O- thought they would know that. No, they wouldn't because four is spelled so many different ways. Koppel for mayor, K-O-P-P-E-L-F-O-R-M-A-Y-O-R. And you can find me here at after, other AfterBuzz TV after shows. In fact, check out last week's Jersey Shore. Stephen Lemieux, where can they find you? You can find me at Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X. I totally forget my name sometimes. That's right. <laughs> and until 2013, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.